We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. from the outside. Had a clean look at that one. Swishes through. Giddy keeps it himself and takes it up as he glides with the finger roll. What is up, Thunder fans? And welcome to the Untested Post Game Podcast Edition. I am your host for tonight, Taylor Peterson. You can find me on Twitter at Taylor underscore P15. And we are proudly a part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network and dailythunder.com. If you don't already, be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a five-star rating. We've got some awesome stickers. Actually, I think I put mine up, unfortunately. I thought I still had them here. Um, Jacob gave me gave me some as well, uh, but, but he still has a stockpile. So be sure to leave us a five-star review. If you do, DM us with that five-star rating, and we will be sure to send you an awesome uh, uncontested sticker of your choice. We have a couple different options. Our guy Justin sent an awesome job with those. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, TikTok. We're really trying to push uh, YouTube and TikTok this season. I'm going to be a little more active on each of those and try to provide you guys with a little more content there. But look, all that aside, really, really exciting night for Thunder fans. The Thunder get their first win. Uh, the Thunder beat the Los Angeles Clippers 108 to 94 as Shea Gilgis Gilgis Alexander uh, is a I don't know if you call it a game time decision uh, active player but essentially you know we got the the note yesterday that he was out and then all of a sudden around I forget when they have to submit these but it was about midday we get uh, the notification that SJ is questionable and then Dignall does his pregame availability with the media and SGA is active. Um, unfortunately for, honestly, us as well, because I would love to see, like, with how well the Thunder played tonight, we'll get into that. Would have loved to see guys like Paul George, um, Kawhi Leonard play tonight against the Thunder. Both of them were out. Paul George with a non-COVID illness. You know, if all the national <laughs> podcast and, 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 uh, Media are going to tweet out those things about the Thunder tanking, you know, with Shea's injury, Giddy's ankle injury. I think it's fair for me to put some quotations on the non-COVID illness for Paul George. 
Uh, and then Kawhi, obviously, still load management. So like I said, Thunder end up winning 108-94. to Just to dive into some big takeaways. Also, I already see all of you guys in the chat. Love seeing it. Love seeing it. Please, uh, I'm going solo tonight. So please send me some questions. Uh, I'll be sure to get to those at the end. Um, some comments, thoughts on the game, whatever it may be. I'll be sure to, to read the majority of those off once we get towards the end of the podcast. So I appreciate all of you joining. Just to do some big takeaways really quick, and we'll dive into them in further detail later on in the podcast. Look, the first one is the obvious one. It was the Shea and Trey show. Both looked phenomenal. Shea looked like a superstar. Trey looked like a rising star is what I have here. Again, we'll get into that in more detail. But they really kind of set the pace for this team, both, both offensively and maybe more importantly, defensively. And that was something that really impressed me, really stood out to me. And like I said, we'll, we'll obviously dive into that more in, in more detail. Second one, again, they said I, I said they set the tone defensively. The rest of the Thunder team followed. I thought the Thunder defense was incredible defensively. That led to a really quick pace that the Thunder played with. Um, so that's my second big takeaway. Lou Dort continues to struggle, unfortunately. Um, we'll get into that as well. He continues to play his good blue defense, uh, continues to contribute. He needs to be on the floor. I'm not trying to get crazy here and say Lou needs to be benched, but um, he really has struggled offensively and is forcing a little much still. We'll get into that as well. Um, I mentioned the pace. I thought the Thunder played with great pace. That was another another takeaway I had. And then Lou Dort. Or, sorry, <laughs> and Aaron Wiggins. <laughs> Aaron Wiggins, uh, much better than Lou Dort. Uh, he played fantastic. He got the start tonight in the starting lineup. We'll get into that also. I have that as a note here with some of my big, uh, sorry, with uh, the step by step game summary. But I thought Aaron Wiggins played really well. And I think that was a reason why the offense pulled a little better and the defense looked more crisp. So we'll get into Aaron Wiggins also. So, like, I, I also have some honorable mentions. We'll, we'll save those. We'll save those. That's cheating. The guys are going to laugh at me when they when they listen back to this. And I have not only five takeaways, but essentially seven in typical Taylor fashion. Now, step-by-step game summary, like I mentioned. Um, it was first quarter. Shay and Trey show started early. Trey had three straight buckets in the paint, which was awesome. Uh, I continue to be really impressed with Shay taking on more of a lead guard role. A lot of that is due to, obviously, Josh Giddy being out, Shay Shea being out, uh, he's been thrown to the starting lineup as a primary guard alongside either Shea, like tonight, or Giddy, like Sunday night. And I've been really impressed with his his playmaking and poise, even if the play, sorry, even if the scoring hasn't been there until tonight. Um, I've been really impressed with with Trey being that other, you know, co guard, if you want to call it that. Shea had just some absolutely dirty mid range shots. I mean, he is stopping on a dime, uh, to use an overused term, and is knocking it down every single time. And him and Trey really set the tone there in terms of pace, in terms of scoring, and that's how the Thunder kind of got, got out on top, uh, combined with really good defense. Now, substitutes, talking about rotations. Baze was the first sub for Trey Mann. I thought that was uh, interesting, but it made a lot more sense when Trey came in at the very beginning of the second quarter and Dignall kind of tried to stagger those two. It was only the first and second that he did that, but uh, that was something to note. And Beasley played some really solid minutes. I don't have him as a positive, negative, a big takeaway on tonight's podcast, but um, Bays was better tonight for sure. 
compared to his preseason games and as well as his first two regular season games. He came, especially in that first half, and, and provided the Thunder with some solid minutes. So the Thunder played with much better and faster pace, like I mentioned. In fact, at one point, I believe it was in the first quarter, the broadcast even panned in and mentioned, uh, panned in on Reggie Jackson and mentioned, um, you know, Reggie has his hands on his hips. He was huffing and puffing a little bit. Hashtag tears of joys. Uh, tears of joy for you longtime Thunder fans. Uh, I thought, again, Dagdon's rotations, really crisp tonight. Uh, crisp tonight. If I had more time, I'd probably add that in as a positive, but he was playing Shea, Lou, Poku, Usman, and Baze at one point, which is an incredibly, incredibly long lineup. It was so much fun. Uh, at one point, later on in the half, or sorry, in the quarter, he ended up substituting uh, Kenrich Williams in there as well, and just, again, another really fun lineup. Thunder led 23-18 after one. Shea had 10 points. He played all 12 minutes. You love to see it. Love to see it. That hip looked fine. And uh, OKC had turned the Clippers over five times already, leading to an 11-2 fast break point advantage. So I just thought that was an interesting stat that stood out to me for the first quarter. Jumping into the second quarter, Trey Mannon at point guard, like I mentioned. Thunder bench continued to play really well together. Uh, Muscala came in with about seven minutes left in the quarter. It just continues to provide the Thunder with that veteran presence on both defense and offense. And I thought he played really well uh, against the Clippers' bigs. Thunder's missed some easy buckets. They had some wide open shots that, ju- that they just weren't knocking down, primarily from the three point line, but also under the basket as well. And that kind of let the Clippers kind of get back into it a little bit before the Thunder eventually, you know, kind of <laughs> pull away and, and don't look back much. Um, if the Thunder could hit their open threes, I think I tweeted this out, they'd be up double digits. And I think that was fair. Thunder led the Clippers 49 to 43 at half. Third quarter, Muscola starts for JRE. 21-0 run by the Thunder. That's what I was alluding to. This was led by the defense. They're uh, forcing bad shots. They're getting deflections and steals. They're boxing out and getting rebounds, even though they're undersized. They find themselves up 20. Just really, really impressive. Again, this is largely led on the offensive side by Shea and Trey, but I thought they both played really good defensively as well. Thunder took care of the ball. They only had three turnovers from uh, Nick Gallo of the Thunder broadcast. Only three turno- turnovers with eight minutes left in the third. SGA had a ridiculous, I, I, I tweet out that he hit a uh, a buzzer beater from Edmund to end the third quarter because it was deep, just about a logo shot, um, just phenomenal. I mean, he was filling it. And wildly enough, that buzzer beater, it was his first three-point attempt, uh, three, buzzer beater for the third quarter, that was his first three-point attempt of the night. He was up 27 points heading into the fourth quarter. Fourth quarter, Dort continues to struggle. Works it through with about 8.40 left, and Dignall lets Shea come in instead of Lou. Very quick rest for Shea, but he comes in and, and, and pulls Lou out. Clips cut to it, which kind of goes back to something we talked about on the last, last podcast, uh, by the way. I, I encourage you all to go back and listen to it. We had a really good segment. I put it up on our TikTok, but we talked about Lou's struggles, and I think just this just kind of epitomizes it um, with Shea coming in uh, for Lou there. Now, granted, Lou obviously gets back in, uh, plays solid defense at the end of the quarter or end of the game, but it's worth mentioning clips cut the game to about 11. I think before Shea drilled a catch and shoot three, which was awesome. That got him to 30 points. Trey man continued to Trey man. It was just so much fun. There was an incredible series here at the end of the fourth or towards the end of the fourth wins. He gets blocked. He somehow saves the ball from going out of bounds at the baseline with some like ridiculous, like bounce pass to Mascala cutting in. And, uh, 
just a, a gorgeous pass to Muskie. Muskie passes it back to Wiggins instead of going up and trying to draw a foul. Wiggins gets the, the layup buckets. It was a uh, pretty phenomenal. And then my last point here, Shay was having fun. Go to our Twitter account. I had two uh, videos of very low quality, just, you know, ripped off the good old TV screen using the uh, good old iPhone camera here. But, uh, Trey Mann put Kennard on skates with about 3.30-ish left and just had a ridiculous finish. Uh, not quite at the rim. Just, I mean, you would consider it a mid-range floater. Uh, Shea comes over, all smiles, dapping up Trey. Him and Trey are having a blast. Like I said, Shea and Trey. And then Shea drives to the basket, found a cutting Wiggins for a dunk during one of the last positions of the game. He's smiling ear-to-ear in the broadcast. So it's just fun stuff to see. Shea's having fun. I'm having fun. Everybody's having fun. So, there's kind of our game by game breakdown there. I, I know there was like there was a lot to get into there, which is why I went a little longer than typical on the the game breakdown. But this is where we get into the fun stuff, the meat and potatoes, for lack of a better term. Um, and you all know me, I, and I promise I'll switch it up eventually. But since I'm going solo tonight, it's a little late. Going to the uh, old reliable, the old positives and negatives. And as you all, our long term listeners, know. I love to uh, start on the negatives and on the positives. And tonight there were a ton of positives. So I mentioned my five big takeaways. I'm going to break those down into positives and negatives. Not a lot of negatives here. Really the only one I think I really have is Lou Dort continues to struggle offensively. Now, granted, I want to mention Douglas, uh, is it Houston? Here in the chat, you know, plus 25 for Dort. So he was doing good on D. Great point, and that's something that Daydalt mentioned as well. Uh, he kind of got a little defensive, I think, again, in his uh, his immediate availability after the game. I mentioned that and said that Dort continues to contribute, and he absolutely does. So I want to be clear, like, you know, we talk about guys like Baisley, like Poku, who really are, like, in a very critical uh, part of their, their career. I think that this, this season where they're looking for that next contract, they need to perform well this season or to get that. Then we talk about guys like Lou Dort who are struggling early in the season, but obviously have a, a, a very well-defined role on this team. I just think like specifically the last two games prior to tonight, that role needed to be more defined. I did not hate, and we'll just go ahead and get into Lou Dort, I guess. So that that's really my one negative. I did not hate, uh, the shot attempts that he had tonight, I did not hate. You know, it, it was a little more honed in, like I mentioned on Sunday night's podcast. However, it still still was not good. Uh, 1 of 11 from the floor, 0 of 6 from 3. No, he was 2 of 2 from the free throw line. That's great. Um, only two fouls, also great. And again, like I like I mentioned, like our, our listener here mentioned, a, a plus minus, he was a plus 25 in the plus minus. He played really good defense. He contributes <laughs> when he's in and, and really helps some of the – I mentioned the defensive and offensive flows. I think Lou really contributes to those when he's in the game, but not offensively when he's – you know, we talk a lot about Baisley struggling offensively when he, he's indecisive. Um, he's a little slow at the ball, sometimes out of control. Poku, we talk a lot about him being out of control. Lou – He's more in control when he's driving to the rim, but just continues to really struggle finishing around the rim. And then obviously having those open three-point shots like tonight, not being able to hit those, like that really, really sucks. So uh, Lou Dort was a negative, although 
like you all mentioned, you know, he he still contributes to this team even when he isn't performing offensively, and that's really important. Something to mention. That's just one thing that stood out to me. Um, another negative, just quickly, the Thunder's three-point shooting, right? Four of 30 from the floor, 13.3%. Somehow they still win a game, even though Paul George and Kawhi weren't playing. I understand that. A lot of veterans, though, a lot of solid veteran players on this Clippers team. The Thunder shoot only, and, and they only shot, uh, sorry, the Clippers only shot 32.3% from three, 10 31. But the Thunder shoot only 13% from three and are still, still able to uh, to beat the Clippers, right? So it's not just Lou struggling from outside. I want to I make that clear as well. So that uh, Lou, Lou offensively, I think specifically, and then the Thunder's three-point shooting were kind of my two big negatives, but the rest just positives. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. A lot of fun things to talk about here. Uh, like I said, let's just go ahead and jump into the, the big stuff here. The Shea and Trey show. Both look phenomenal. Um, Shea had 33 points, 5 rebounds, 8 assists, 11-22, 50% from the field, 2-2 from 3. Only two 3-point shot attempts, and he nails both of them. Maybe the biggest thing for me, this is something for longtime listeners. We talked a lot about this heading about this time last year heading into the season. We wanted to see Shea be more aggressive getting to the free throw line, drawing those fouls, and then obviously knocking down those free throw attempts. But tonight, 9-9 from the free throw line, which is huge. Uh, tied Trey Man for the most uh, minutes on the team with 36. He had three steals, three blocks, only two turnovers. <laughs> I mean, just a phenomenal game. A, a superstar game. From Shea Gilders Alexander, I, I think it's worth saying he continued to create for teammates. And maybe the most imp- important thing, I'm just reading off stats here, but I thought he played phenomenal defensively as well. A lot of flutchings. Uh, I didn't pull up NBA stats, so I'm sorry. I don't have those in front of me, but he got a lot of deflections. Like I mentioned those steals. He was engaged defensively. He looks improved, and both, both physically and, and laterally, being able to stay in front of defenders. And him and Trey, like I mentioned, 
really kind of set the tone defensively for the Thunder tonight from the very beginning. That's so important. I don't think it's a coincidence, and we'll get into this, some of these crazy stats that Thunder had in transition, as well as defensively when Shea is setting the tone on that end of the floor. I mean, just like I said, a superstar night from Shea Gilson-Alexander. Not to be undermined is Trey Mann, who had a quite the night himself. 25 points, 4 rebounds, 4 assists, 10 and 24 from the floor. He actually led the Thunder in a field goal attempts. Obviously, I don't want to see that every night because I know on Sunday night's podcast, I mentioned when you see Trey Mann take more of those Lou Dort shot attempts. But I did really like the balance tonight. While obviously, I maybe typically you want to see Shea get more shot attempts than Trey Mann, but not by too much. I mean, they weren't out of the offense. I thought Shea, or sorry, I thought Trey was aggressive, played within the, he found the balance. He played within the flow of the offense, but was still aggressive. He knew he had the the green light, but didn't take necessarily advantage of that. That was a really good balance. He was only two of eight from three. That's something I obviously want to see improve from Trey. Like I mentioned, especially with Josh being out tonight, like this was great to see Shea. Sorry, I keep saying that. It was great to see Trey perform this way. But Trey's such a special talent. Shea's obviously a special talent. You know, Josh Giddy's a special talent. So when Josh Giddy's back back in the mix, like how do you play Shea, Trey, and Josh together? If they're your best three players on the team, right? Like when we're thinking one, two seasons from now, the Thunder are really competing in play-ins or playoffs, whatever it may be. Kind of like the, in a different way, the James Harden, Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant situation early on, right? Like how do these guys coexist um, tonight? They, <laughs> Shea and Trey coexisted great. Um, Shea and Trey, not so much on Sunday, but I mean, they they still weren't awful. But like, how, how does this balance out when when Josh Giddey's back in the mix? Something, you know, I'm really keeping an eye on here. Regardless, all that's say, 3-3 from the free throw line. Like I said, he tied Shea for the most minutes on the team. Um, I'm trying to think here. Two steals, only one turnover. Like I said, really great game from Trey Man. Some really fun highlights. I say highlights. Like I said, some uh, kind of janky highlights that I just took off the TV screen. Uh, be sure to go check those out <laughs> on the uncontested account. But I thought Trey played really well defensively also. And that's something that Mark Day don't mention in his postgame. Uh, I'm going to have to scroll through screenshots here, unfortunately, but see if I can find it. Oh, so this is uh, mentioning his defense. Trey Mann actually commented on it himself. He said, probably I just know how to do it. <laughs> but he mentioned that Mark Daynault told him he had to take defending seriously when he first arrived in OKC. And that's something we talked a lot about, right? Trey Mann going to the blue um, last season and, and then coming back up and really focusing on the defensive end. And then Dagnall said he thought Trey Mann's defense was really good tonight. <laughs> Not a lot to elaborate on there, but like I said, Trey, Shea, both were awesome. I'll go through the rest of these pretty quickly. I thought the Thunder defense was honestly incredible. Uh, it really led to the increased pace that I mentioned earlier. The Thunder had 39 defensive rebounds to the Clippers 40. Uh, 12 steals to the Clippers 5. Uh, created 18 turnovers, which led to 23 points off turnovers and 17 fast break points. 20 at uh, sorry, 26 second chance points, which I guess technically isn't a defensive stat. I think I just threw that in there from the graphic I was looking at. Uh, they went on 21 run and they 21-0 run in the third quarter, which again I was largely led by the defense. Um, guys like Wayne, Shea, Trey, JRE. Mike Muscala all played really solid defense in that run er, during that stretch. That's what led to that 21-0 run when the Thunder were 
getting steals, deflections, uh, causing really difficult shots, getting often uh, defense rebounds, pushing the ball in transition. Like that's that's what this Thunder team is all about this season. We know they aren't a good three point shooting team. Like I mentioned earlier, they shot horrible from three. They were able to win this game because they were the, pushing the ball in transition, and that all starts with you know really good defense. Uh, I thought, like I said, Shea led the charge. Not a coincidence that the team followed. And then Wiggins starting here helps as well. We will get into Aaron Wiggins. I think I mentioned the pace as a positive. I don't really have like a ton of stats uh, to back, or sorry, to to go with that, but it, it's definitely worth mentioning. And then finally, my last positive here, Aaron Wiggins. Thought Aaron w- Wiggins was fantastic here in the uh, starting lineup. Wiggins was, let's see, uh, 11 points, 10 rebounds, 5 of 14 from the floor, which isn't great. But just the things that Wiggins does, we talk about high basketball IQ. He's cutting, you know, he, which he, off-ball movement, playing solid defense. The offense just flowed so much better with Wiggins in at that starting four. And that's just something that really stood out to me from the very beginning um, that I found interesting. So I want to throw Aaron Wiggins in there as a positive. All right, so going to scroll through. Uh, I have a crying baby here, so I'm going to try and scroll through. <laughs> Sorry for the uh, abrupt ending there. But we're going to go through some of these comments, answer some of your questions, and we'll go ahead and get out of here. Uh, Davis Skelton, what happened to our hot shooting from Summer League? Even Oos was raining it. Now I don't expect any three to go in. Yeah. You're exactly right, David. It, it is very interesting. I think some of that's going to be getting everybody healthy back on the court, especially Josh Giddy, right? Other creators. Um, but man, it seems like those guys really uh, need to get in a little bit more of a rhythm. I hope to see that improve as the season goes along, especially with Chip England. I know he's working with a lot of these guys. I mentioned him working with Giddy, Jerry, etc. Amos says SGA, AKM, him. Uh, let's see. Amen also mentioned. Usual Clippers, sitting their star players and interfering with our tank. Let's see. Here's a good question from Eamon. Good to see Williams getting minutes. You still think he cracks the rotation once J-Dub gets back? Yes, Eamon. I, I, that's the thing with Wiggins. I Again, I didn't get to go into detail with him and my positive, but when he's playing like this, I don't see how you keep him out of the lineup. It's just interesting, right? Like This is where the Poku-Baisley thing gets interesting. If they continue to kind of struggle, Dagon doesn't trust them as much. Do we see more Wiggins and J-Dub when J-Dub gets healthy instead of Poku and, and Baisley? So that's kind of something to keep an eye on. Um, Let's see. What else here? Uh, Hustle on D. He said, I think one reason that we want is the Clippers have talented dudes, but they don't seem to play with real heart, like a team that plays for each other. It's kind of something I mentioned there as well, Hustle on D. Just this team play cohesively pushing the ball in transition, playing to their strengths. That's why they didn't win those first three games, in my opinion, and didn't win tonight. Trey Mann should start over Dort whenever we are healthy. That's a fun one. Uh, and uh, Kamel mentioned a really good point here. Did you notice Baisley's minutes going down? Yes, I did. Uh, let's see. Pulling it up, Baisley had... If I can find it, sorry. So we've mentioned this. Uh, he had 19 points off the bench. Which actually, you know, to be fair, tonight was the the second leading uh, minutes getter off the bench behind Kendrick Williams, who had 25. But yes, his minutes continue to go down. He got more tonight, and I thought he played better tonight. 
sorry, excuse me. Uh, yeah, Kamel also mentions this is kind of funny. It was really good to see Moses Brown bullied by our guys. Yes, he got bullied. He did get some time there. Very interesting. Uh, shout out to No Dunks guys who think that Moses Brown should be a starting center in the league. Shea owns LA. Okay, here's a couple of good questions here before we get out of here. Has anyone noticed the difference in some of the loose shots? Some of them are his typical sky high threes, while others have a much more nor- normal arc to them. Like, I think that's a great point. Uh, I think that's where you'll see him working with England kind of, you know, result in him shooting better. We're going to see more, less arc and more of those, uh, like you said, more of a, I don't want to say like, it's not a line drive, like the perfect medium, right? And I just, I hope to see that more as the season goes along because he really is struggling, but we've seen what, what Luke can do. In fact, there was actually a quote here by Shay uh on Lou he said I've seen Lou, Lou go from a non-shooter to a really good shooter there are ups and downs in life and Lou's, Lou knows that and he said that Lou will continue to work on it so you know I think Shay brings up a good point Shay's seen that before with Lou and now Lou has Chippy England so we'll we'll keep an eye on that as well uh Meek Leak shout out Meek Leak do we ever use Josh on second unit the shake Trey combo looked really good it did it did. Now, I don't know if we'll see that in the second unit, Meek Leak, but I think we will see now more Trey and Shea lineups when they're resting Giddy, staggering Giddy and Shea. Like, it just adds more depth and power to this team, and I'm really excited to kind of see that moving forward. And then River mentioned as well, really good point by River Anderson, in terms of Lou, could be that shoulder injury. So that's something to mention also. So I kind of apologize for getting out here a little late. I uh, hear a crying baby in the background. I'll <laughs> take care of him having the solo parent tonight but i really really appreciate all of you joining let's see if i can get that background music going thank you all for game uh the thunder end up beating the clippers get their first win of the season 108 to 94 played really impressive like i said pace defense and then shane trey shine Big, big takeaways there. Be sure to stay tuned. Thursday night, Thunder play the Clippers again in a home-and-home, if you want to call it like a baseball mini-series. Be sure to stay tuned. We will have you covered for that. I believe Justin's on the post-game podcast, but Jake and I will be there in person. So really excited. Uh, Stay tuned. We'll have you all covered on social media. Thank you all for tuning in again. Again, our interaction to start the season on YouTube, Twitter, downloads etc tiktok always been awesome we're, we're really appreciative of that all of you guys tuning in right now dropping your comments and questions i'm sorry i didn't even get to the all of them uh, we just really appreciate all of you guys and we're excited tonight was an exciting game something to build upon we hope that you'll be there uh, with us along the entire ride so thank you all for tuning in we'll see you all on thursday and as always thunder up Save big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble, and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big.